0: back for another episode, an overdue episode of the Family Meeting Podcast. I know it's been a very long time, it's your boy Six Foot and I'm here joined by two of our family members. On my left we have Mr. Deji Best and on my right we have
1: Hi guys, we've got T. That's
0: what I'm talking about and I said left to right but we're actually still communicating over Zoom so... Yeah, life comes at you real fast in another national lockdown. So, we're back with another QA. And literally, I I, I can't even fathom what the questions will be like because this year has been a madness. And I'm just seeing all types of dilemmas in life in general. We, I don't think we're even going to touch on what's going on on socials at the moment. But there's a lot. A lot. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't take it all in. Like, real quick, what's the, what's the hot topic for you on the socials right now?
2: Like, we'll give what's away.
0: got your attention?
2: Giveaway, POT are giving yeah. out 1k um, to
0: today's... Every hour?
2: Nah, throughout day, they've been giving, they've been doing it for the past four days or something like that, but today they're giving out to 99 people, $1,000 each. Damn.
0: Have you guys is- tried?
2: Um, a little bit, a little bit, oh, a little some bit. Will a some will say a lot, but um, I'm okay. With all due respect, I'm doing it for the bands, but the, I've seen people take it seriously and they're really trying to win this. The good thing for me, I feel like, is that I've seen some people on my timeline win, and I'm happy for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn, thousand pounds can do a lot, though. pounds, <laughs> free money. Like, why not? Why not? But
2: I feel like but it's I just. Mean- it's, it's, it's them rich people on Twitter that are looking down on everyone like why are you not doing this for a grand like you know and everyone's like okay cool so then give us a grand if you're not going to give us a grand yeah
0: here comes in directs okay so basically I saw someone um I think she got a tattoo done I'm just trying to confirm if that's real or, or oh, not that, yeah. one, that one is, that one is hey, it, it looks
1: real be... though you know yeah she
0: great. put blood on there and everything
1: yeah it looks
0: real <laughs> I hope not Because, boy, it's it's never that deep. Never. Like, literally killing our people. Her
2: name is, like, Precious Lisa Tiana. Do you get it? Like Maybe, maybe, do you get it? Maybe she She's just taking advantage for PLT. But I hope that is the case. And it's not because she's trying to win a grand.
0: Probably her ex-partners. Who knows? (laughs) Testimony, trying to heal. Amen. So... Yeah, um, I think Deji Best is going to fire away with the questions and answers. I don't know if I'm nervous or not because the last Q&A we had was a bit... It was funny, though, I can't lie.
1: It was funny. I feel like it was our best episode.
0: It was. I I think maybe because it was a full house. Yeah, I
1: really enjoyed it.
2: All right, so are you sure you're ready for this question? Yes,
1: we are. Yes.
2: All right, so there's something that came up and I was like, you know what? This is not a bad topic to speak on for the family meeting, yeah. And the question was like this Are you winning souls for your church or are you winning
0: souls for God?
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, <was a> little...
0: <laughs> I thought I was gonna start off with something light, but yeah. now... <laughs> wow, okay. Um, the, the thing is, as well, these questions they, they come in with no context, so you just gotta. You gotta just go in innit?
1: You Can out, you repeat yeah. the question
0: The question was
2: this Are you saving souls Sorry Are you inviting people to church Or are you inviting people to God Right So are you winning souls For your church Or are you winning mm. souls
0: For God um, Okay
3: so, This so is, what is stuff we just gotta chat about
0: uh, Yeah like we gotta think about it Before um, winning, winning a soul I think
1: Cause that's a very like churchy A very churchy phrase
0: Winning a soul. In in layman terms, you would say that's like you you've now fully got somebody on to like the things of God. So like before they weren't, let's say, a regular attendee to church, now they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or before they used to pray but not every day. Or they didn't they weren't conscious enough to think I gotta pray before I sleep. Do you know what I mean? They might not necessarily be, let's say, they may not have not, they may have not stopped clubbing, let's say, or smoking, but they're now conscious before doing so. Do you know what I mean? Maybe but then, then you've got the the actual full term winning a soul, which is like they've now fully converted. Like they're they're just on God now.
3: They're
0: yeah. on fire for Christ, as the Americans say. I so I know. yeah
1: just bringing someone to god basically to win mm. basically
2: to win a soul but then it's, are you doing it for god or are you doing it for your church right because again you've been you know you we've all seen to, to some degree you know different experiences we've had where there's one you know particular church on social media that i would often see right and then when they're giving a testimony you don't even mm. hear about god in the testimony right it's as soon as i came to this place um this place changed my life this is the place, this is the place, this is the place, right? With, mm. to some degree, no mention of God. So it's like, have they been won over to the church or have they been won over to God?
0: Mm. You know what it is, yeah? I think when someone's winning someone to the church, let's say, I don't even like the term winning uh, a soul, let's say. Saving Because to be fair, we're not, we're not prizes, do you know what I mean? But it's a thing where... Like, when they say, yes, yeah, the church, it's the church, it's the church, it's because of the extracurricular activities that take place around it. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard of cases where, like, churches will help fund your business or, you know, it's because of this church I've stopped drinking. And it's like, why, why the church? It's, they never really talk about the process they went through um, in their relationship with God. I feel like it's the extracurricular activities that surround it. Do you get it? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like, for example, I'll give my example. Um, I let's say I'll talk to a colleague at work about God, with no intention of bringing them to the church. One because of the location where mine is in comparison to where that person lives, and two, I just feel like, you know, you'd have to separate the two you can't bring church to work do you get it yeah so like i'm simply bringing up the conversation because god wants me to and yeah i feel like that is you know winning a soul for god as opposed to oh i've got this thing going on on sunday and i need you to come why do yeah. i need the person to come yeah do you know what i mean so that's the conversation i feel like that needs to be had the difference between mm. the two and then
2: then the follow-up on that right so this was something was asked on twitter and then someone else said you know quoting that saying okay another question to ask is are people actually winning souls or just Mm. inviting people for sunday services
1: Mm. yeah i think i think the moment you know when you're at well the difference between whether you're trying to save a soul to bring to god or you're just trying to save a soul so you can bring them to service is when you're, you're, the intention behind doing it is so that other people can see that you've brought someone. And so you don't even take time to invest in that person to help them like yeah. on their journey, you know, sending them Bible verses or sitting down with them and finding out like how things are for them or following up with them when they have, when the service or the special meeting has finished. Like you only, the, the sole reason For why you brought them is because you wanted x person to see that yes this person is a soul winner or this person can bring people to church but you never actually took time to invest in that person and I think that that person can also like feel it as well because I've had people say to me that they felt like they were just being invited to come and no one really cared about Mm. how they were or like how their journey with God was So I think the intentions like really show whether or not, you know, this person is saving souls for Christ or if they're just doing it to bring the person to the
2: church. The girl that asked the question, she was like, you know what, honestly, I genuinely don't care what church this person goes to as long as they find God. Right. So she was more like, look, I just want you to find God. I don't care if you come to my church or you go to another church. As long as you find God, that is all I
0: care for you get it because then yeah. everyone was what do you say i beg to differ um to be fair i i don't think i could ever outwardly say that um obviously we're gonna have a discussion on why she said that or what she said but for me i could never because i i, I feel like she's capping because there's times where you know a church might become controversial do you know what i mean for something x y z reason for whatever reason, and it's like, everyone's quick to like, cuss that church now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So are you trying to say, oh yeah, I don't care where my friend goes, even if it's that church, because God is there. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, God is everywhere. So like, is there, is there a line to draw when we're saying a statement like that? Because- you
2: know what it is, yeah, yeah. I was evangelizing someone the other day, right? And it was more of like, oh yeah, no, I, I go to this church already. And I guess a couple of years ago, I used to say, "Okay, that's cool." I look as you know, <laughs> and it's like the conversation ends there. And then realization, yeah. right? Of, but is this person in the kingdom of God? Yeah, right. The kingdom of God is bigger than church, right? So yes, in 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 a sense where I, I might not be bothered as to what church they go, but I need to make sure that. I've come to that conclusion after I know that they are in the kingdom of God, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. if they're in the kingdom of God and they're, they're striving to stay in it and you know they're keeping and maintaining their faith in the kingdom of God, then amen, do that in your church, right? I'm not here to fish in someone else's pond, right? Because if I do that, the kingdom of God hasn't grown. Just because I've taken you from one mm. church to another, the kingdom of God hasn't grown, right? Our, I guess, mission, right, is to find people that are not in the kingdom of God. Now, some of those people are in a church right now where they're not finding God. And there's some of them are not in church at all, right? So I feel like that is our our mission, right? To bring these people into the kingdom of God. Um, And that's why it's, are you really making disciples or winning souls um, or just inviting people for Sunday services? I think the the scripture that comes to mind is John. And I think it's the the first disciples, right? Um, And in John chapter one, verse 35, it's like this. Um, again, the next day John stood with two of his disciples. So these are John's disciples, right? So it means that John has been doing the groundwork of these people. So bring that to today. It means that these people are not in your church. They're not necessarily in your church coming to your services, but you've done the groundwork right? You've you know spoken to them about God, you've done as much as you can with them. Now um, it says, and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, behold the Lamb of God, the two disciples heard him speak and then they followed Jesus. In other words, John, his mission was to prepare the way, right? And I feel like sometimes that is our mission, to prepare the way so that when someone encounters Jesus, they follow him. But it's not that we were any good in what we were doing, but we just prepared the way for them. So we done the groundwork to some degree, quote unquote, they became our disciples. I hate using that term because ultimately, yes, we want to lead people to to Jesus straight away. But we lead them close to us to lead them to jesus but when they encounter jesus they go and they walk with jesus on their own they don't they're no longer our disciples we like our work is done if that makes sense so i feel like when i when i saw that tweet that question it was more like it's very true i feel like sometimes we're not doing the groundwork of people right it's i evangelize you on a saturday and if you don't come on sunday something's wrong yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: and that's the end of the relationship
2: done you you don't you don't call them anymore you don't pray for them you don't you don't check up on them nothing it's just are you coming to church
0: goes back to what t was saying as well about um the intention because it's like people forget god knows the future and it's like you know he he truly knows that yeah you're bringing this person for whatever x reason and maybe it's even sometimes that's why they don't show up or they don't come because of you know, the mindset you were in when you approached the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that,
2: that, I think the, the next thing, right, that it leads me to was um, First Corinthians chapter 3, verse, I think, 6, um, where it was, I think, it's, I planted Apollos water there, but God brought the increase, right? So neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God gives the increase, right? So there's going to be times where we start a work in someone where we're trying and trying and trying, but someone else comes and you know maybe we 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 sold the seed um but someone else came to water but ultimately god brings the increase so when they enter the kingdom of god um again it's not because of our doing like neither he who plants or waters is anything it's, it's because of god but i feel like there's a lot more groundwork if i can call it that or relationship building with people that christians need to do as opposed to just hey come to my church on sunday because yeah they may even come to your church But some people now start to feel a certain way when they don't remain in your church. They don't remain with God. So, you know, to answer the first question, right? Are you winning souls for God? or Are you winning souls for church? I feel like my answer is I'm winning souls for God through the church. But when I say through the church, that church is not necessarily the four walls of a building, right? It's us people. We are the church. Because if the building doesn't exist anymore, it doesn't mean that the church doesn't exist anymore. Um, Because the church is the people. You could have an empty building, that means you've got no church. But then, if everyone goes to the park, that park becomes the church. So I feel like that (laughs) is the answer, right? Or that's my answer where, yeah, we're saving souls for God, but there's going to be a medium, and that medium is the people, the church. Yeah, I
1: agree.
0: Well said.
2: Cool. Well said. Next one. This was a quote, right? So maybe I want to get your your thoughts on the quote it was like this if you lie to people and tell them god's purpose for their lives is prosperity you make a mockery of the life of jesus the apostles the entire first century church and millions of believers today who willingly suffer and die for christ as he told them many would do you preach another gospel one that is rightly rejected what is your thought on that quote I'll repeat it for you guys. If you lie to people and tell them God's purpose for them is prosperity, you make a mockery of the life of Jesus, the apostles, the entire first century church, and millions of believers today who willingly suffer and die for Christ. As he told them many would do, you preach another gospel, one that is rightly rejected.
0: So basically, are they trying to say that we were false well, not we, but somebody would be false for saying that is God's will for it's you amazing. to be rich. Let's say,
1: but then, this was- and I also just, and I also, I struggle with that because I struggle with um, criticism of prosperity simply because I don't think prosperity is just about financial success. It's also mm. about like health, happiness, family. And I see the word and I practically see the word of God speaking about us being like blessed in these ways. And for me, that is to be prosperous. And yes, also financially. Like I'm reading the word of God and I'm seeing how God is blessing those who serve him.
3: And then I read Bible verses which speak about the prosperity of God. For example, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And then in Philippians 4, 1, it says, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So I really struggle with the idea that prosperity is a bad thing. And I don't believe that it does a disservice to the early Christians or to even Christ, because we can still believe in prosperity without it taking away from the true meaning of the gospel, which is that the Lord Jesus Christ died for us so that we might have salvation. And I believe that even though we seek to you know, prosper in life or to do well in life or to be successful, it doesn't stop us from suffering. It doesn't stop us from going through difficult moments. And the Bible is very clear on that. As early as Christians, we are going to go through persecution. We're going to go through difficult moments. And whilst not every area of my life will be perfect, because it's essentially down to the will of God, I still believe that my life will prosper, whether it's in my health, my family. I have faith for that. So and I don't think that takes away from the gospel. I think I think, it, in fact, the gospel is also about you having a fulfilling life with Christ.
0: Yes. And saying that um, I was looking on the definition because I'm, tr- I'm really trying to be smart here and deepen this quote. And it literally just says a successful flourishing, and all-thriving condition, especially in financial respects. So that word, especially, just implies that, yes, there are many angles to approach prosperity, but financial just being one of the main ones. So, like, the question would be here is, why do people align prosperity so much with finances when, you know, the word actually just means... To flourish and to be successful do you know what I mean because you could have a successful marriage but no one's screaming that everybody's leaning towards finances so why why, why would we align that with finances do you know what I mean I, I don't know why but I always feel like the word church and finances never go together
2: mm. yeah <laughs> because I don't know people have had bad experiences people have seen um Pastors living lavish lives and stuff mm. like that And that has distorted people's way of seeing the church with pure eyes, right? So the, the, the quote that I was talking about came um, from, what's his name? Michael Heiser, right? And it mm-hmm. was based, I guess, on the prosperity gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a different gospel Because it's, yes, yeah, still about Jesus But it's about what Jesus yes. can do for you As opposed to what Jesus has done for you, right? There's a, there's a big difference there The the gospel of Jesus Christ is what Jesus has done, right? He's died for you on the cross. He's forgiven you of your sins and he wants you to live in him, right? The prosperity gospel is about what Jesus can do for you, right? And what you need to do for him too, to receive the blessing. So he's died for you to be rich, for you to be healthy, for you to be this, for you to be that, for you to be all of these Mm -hmm. things. And it's all about the benefits as opposed to the actual reason that he died was for the salvation of your soul right and that's why it was talking about you preach a different gospel because many of those people don't hear about jesus dying for their sins right they hear that they're not good enough that they're not praying enough that they're not giving enough they're not sowing enough and that's why they've got this health issue right and if they don't give they're never going to be healed they don't have enough faith to be healed so that's where that i guess the backstory i guess of this quote would come from yes. is yeah that whole prosperity gospel right As to yeah more, But
1: then can you not be prosperous and also still believe can you not believe that in god's prosperity for your life and also still believe that he has died for you that he's forgiven you and still like want to have a sacrificial life but still be prosperous do
2: you know what it is i've come to that conclusion that um of course everybody's faith is different right Mm -hmm. there's going to be some who have faith to eat meat um, some who have faith to to eat vegetables, right? And the Bible says that one shouldn't judge the other, right? Yeah. But for me, the basis of your faith and the only thing that your faith should have at least done is allowed you to be saved, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Something else is a benefit, right? The mm-hmm. Bible says, "Seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added onto you," right? But it should be that even if I don't get what I want, I've got God, and God is enough, right? Mm-hmm. But there's people who because I don't have all of this stuff there they feel like I don't even have God because, oh, if I, if I was rich today and I lost my money, it's like, yep, can you see? Um, you've got a bad relationship with God now. That's why you lost your money and whatnot. No, the basis <laughs> of it is salvation, right? So you've got your salvation. Now there will be some who don't have the faith to be healed. For them, it's like, you know what? If it's the will of God, then amen there's others who say you know what no but the bible says call the elders anoint the person with oil make a prayer for those who are sick so some will have that faith that you know what i can be healed right but it's not because i don't have enough faith it's not because um god is not good and i'm a bad person and i need to you know sow enough to be healed it's not necessarily that sometimes is it the will of god right jesus said you know what look, look if possible take this cup away from me but nevertheless let your will be done right so at all times, we need to kind of make the prayer of God, "Let Your will be done." And I feel that's the part of the, a prayer that nobody—not nobody, but people—don't want to make.
0: But is it? It will never be God's will for us to be broke, though. Like never. I, I never. I, you could we can make that prayer all based we want. Based on
1: what? Based on like? Based on what? Script if on.
0: we're saying like, okay, if it all boils down to, was Lazarus, say, I'm unemployed. Hey,
2: was Lazarus not broke.
0: He was. He was bummy, bro.
1: Is that God's will? But then was it
2: God's
1: will to, go
0: to? Mm. imagine someone's unemployed for 10 months and they're praying, 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 and then it just boils down to God, let your will be done. Five months later, you're still unemployed. Is it actually God's will for me to be unemployed, or am I just supposed to be patient?
2: Boy, is I I, I don't think I could answer that.
0: Do you know what, what I mean? That's a hard question, yeah. Because, mate, you're praying, 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 and then you're thinking, nah, but okay, maybe it's possible for me to be self-employed, but I've got no ideas. Well, I pray to God again for ideas. Cool. But it then at the to same be done. time,
2: right, I feel like, for me, I guess my stance on this is that faith about works is dead, right? So you may have the faith and you're praying, but your works will, will bear some sort of importance, right? So my stance on this is, I always say, to be, if you're looking for a job, right, you can pray to God, look, God, I want you to give me a job i personally believe that god answers your prayer there and then yeah he opens a door the next question is what door was it yeah. and that's the the action part right you need to knock on doors mm-hmm. is this not open no it's not open right and that's you applying that's you doing this and whatnot that's you putting your putting your faith in action right so god has opened a door but he now needs you to go and find that door He's not going to say, this is the door that I have opened for you. No, you're going to have to use your faith and you're going to have to knock on doors, open doors and whatnot. And you realise, knock that one's locked, that one's closed. Unfortunately, your application has been rejected. That door's not open for me. Cool. But eventually, there is one door that you're going to find that will ha- has been opened by God for you. That's my stance on it.
1: Can it be God's will for someone to be homeless then for like the rest uh-uh. of their lives? Like, I'm uh-huh. just like, and they just, they're just preaching the word of God mm. in homelessness. Like, they they're content with their relationship with God. Like they have their relationship with God, but they're homeless.
0: It's a catch 22 because people mm-hmm. will say God over everything. And then some would say, but you know, I have to live a life that glorifies God. Glorifies to preach. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's a catch 22. Like, do but you, you, know do you believe had- in that statement to live a had- life? Do you know what it is?
2: Yeah. I, 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 the answer is I don't know. Right. And the reason why is because someone said this to me, last week when I spoke to them, right? It was more like, no, but we need to live lifestyle, you know, so about we're prosperous and that we can bring people to God and all of this stuff there. And I was like, you know what? For years I've believed that and I've said, yes, sure, 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 sure.
3: Then
2: I had to come to that conclusion that, but they're only coming to God because of what they see. They're buying into a lifestyle.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's the
2: where, what if they don't get the lifestyle that you have? Does it mean that they leave God? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they can a lifestyle, right? And I feel like that is my problem where, if you're not careful, they're trying to catch a gospel that isn't the gospel of Jesus Christ because they're seeing riches and glory and like oh and that's what I want rather than wanting God. Do you get it? So it, it, what what happens tomorrow if you lose everything you have? Does it mean that they're no longer coming to God anymore? So it means that they are coming to God for the very 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 wrong reasons
1: yeah and also I think it's I think it's I think it's something personal to each and every person because God may have personally convicted you to be a like to glorify him in a certain industry or, or wherever. but then at the end of the day there will always be someone who's richer than you, always be someone who's better than you always be something someone who's more successful than you and it's like what really differentiates you between an unbeliever? is the presence of God it's not your success in said field or how much money you have of course those things will still glorify God and they'll still be used as a testimony and people will be inspired by it but at the Mm. end of the day the own the one thing that will really differentiate you between someone else is your relationship with God so I don't think that I don't think it's wise to lean on um like material things or like your personal life as what will bring someone to church because it just simply might not be the case. But yeah, mm, I agree.
0: But then, Let's say, for example, yeah, like, I've heard the saying before, and it's just to ask if you guys agree or disagree, but to reach millionaires, you must be one. Not really. Not, not really.
1: Not really. You don't think? No, I think your story, I think your story alone can reach millionaires. Like Reggie's story. Reggie went on, um, uh, what's your Steve Harvey show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his story alone reached a millionaire. Like, it reached True. a millionaire. He's not a millionaire himself. Like, had he gone in person, yeah, per- perhaps, he would have exactly. had the, perhaps he would have had the opportunity to, like, speak about Christ to him or, or whatever. Like, I, n- I know he probably knows about Christ already. But your story yeah. alone, like, can reach someone. Like, it doesn't have to be how much you have in your, po- in your let's pocket. let
0: from an evangelism aspect and let's say we're talking london now because you know london the uk it's all about image mm-hmm. right and let's say you're approaching a group could be a group of guys could be a group of girls whatnot um and let's say they they're covered in like they're just dripped from head to toe yeah
1: yeah
0: is it a thing where to reach those or to appeal to those type of people you'd have to be on that level or do you feel no, you know what? God is with me. I can do this. I'm going there in my clerks or my crops. Yeah,
2: I feel like Chris, I feel like you need to learn how to resonate with people, right? regardless. Yeah. So. If you see someone from a different demographic, different group of walk of life, right? You need to learn how to resonate with them, right? And if you don't learn how to resonate, you don't even get the opportunity to say what you want to say, if that makes sense. So I've heard of people, again, I'm not advising anyone to do this, right? But they've Mm -hmm. seen some guys, you know, that look like gang members, that look like they're on the road and whatnot. And they've come with some aggressive approach as if they're going to move to them, right? And they said, no, 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 no. (laughs) It's never like that, do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. They've, they've, a different approach, right? Yeah. And they've had to, right? Because they were, it's like, whoa, who does that? But someone who would just say, hey, can I like speak to you about, you know, like my, my church and God and, and whatnot, they wouldn't give them time of day. Do you get it? They would just like, like, move away from us. So again, I feel like learning how to, like I said, don't, I wouldn't advise anyone to do that because, bro, I could t- t- go left. But <laughs> um, <laughs> well, imagine,
0: imagine the scenes like. <laughs> Yo, my guy. <laughs> you want to hear about Jesus Christ <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah I feel like learning how to resonate I think was it not Paul that was like oh with the Gentiles I act like a Gentile and so I feel some people use that as a reason as to why they're, they're in your world yeah. I'm trying to attract those who are like you know in the world like, get out of there gotta be like, like them yeah like, but it's like they, there's no difference between both of you kind of thing I feel like le- you need to learn yeah. how to resonate so that they give you that platform to speak to them
1: I definitely agree with that. I think it's about resonating with people more than appearance. And I believe that there is some wisdom in, in still trying to, like, make sure that your appearance 100% is... You hundred <laughs> percent.
2: So that is well right. received. You get it. You're representing Christ. Like, it's, with all due respect, right, if you had a kid, you want them to... Re- like, when people see that kid, right, they, quote-unquote, see you. So if that kid is bummy, they're thinking, bruh, your father does not take
0: care of you. But yeah. you say we're here talking about the homeless evangelist. Yeah, so, like, exactly. So we're it, like... Is it God's will for me to be homeless?
2: Is this what i are saying, Like I said, faith, man, and action is a very <laughs> interesting one. Oh, pulling <laughs> like, out the faith card, what... are we? Ooh. What if a door has opened but they don't want to go and walk through that door? What can we now do?
1: God said to them, though, don't walk through... So obviously their belief is that God is saying, that homeless guy's believing that God is basically saying that he... That's how he wants him to be.
2: Yeah, but then if that's his vegetables that he wants Cause... to eat, you don't judge him with eating vegetables.
0: Yeah. Do you get it? actually see? Yeah. Someone might be listening to this and thinking though, like, how do you know it's God speaking? It has what, to align
1: uh, with the word of God, surely. Because he might think that just because we think that God is speaking to us doesn't mean that God is speaking to us that way unless there's a word of unless there's a word that aligns with the way that we think. Mm-hmm. So what is
2: he looking at? Is Lazarus? Lazarus? I guess that could be his. Maybe Lazarus is the
1: inspiration.
2: Yeah. But I maybe. Anyone, if they want to be like Lazarus, because Lazarus was saved, right? And that's the ultimate goal: salvation, right?
0: I mean, I, I think if Lazarus had a home, he would have sinned. In. Okay. <laughs> oh, facts. You know, people who aren't dependent on much, right? They don't have a choice. They're just there. Do you know what I mean? Lazarus <laughs> couldn't exactly get up and go raving, could he? So it's a thing where <laughs> like, he actually had no choice. Obviously, the story is amazing, great. But You're I look mad. I look at it and I think he was just there on the floor. You're mad. So, so of course. Of course he was going to be saved. He had a relationship with God because he couldn't actually go anywhere. If this was modern day Lazarus now, chilling in, let's say, Rylane, Um, homeless chilling outside as though is anyone approaching him to what is anyone going to evangelize
1: Evangelize. the homeless yeah no
0: you're going to give him bread and soup like you do every Saturday and (laughs) that's it you've done your bit you've done your bit so here I am thinking yes to be like the Gentiles you must think like them or whatever the, the verses or you know to appeal to the world you might need to address a certain way or speak a certain way or whatever. It could be down to the point you raised regarding resonating with people. But again, it, it brings me back to what is God's will for us? Um, and relating to the quote that you read out, because we can bash prosperity. But again, is it is it God's will for us to be rich? Do you know what I mean? Like... That's I the final question here. What
2: he said, right? I feel a part of that aligns with your intentions behind being rich as well, right? Um, For some people, their intentions are, like, I want to help the kingdom of God spread all around <laughs> the world. Yeah. Is,
0: right? um,
2: there are some who, it's selfishly, so God says that sometimes you ask, but you don't receive because you ask amiss. So it's not mm-hmm. been that it's, not even like it's, you, you're asking for your own pleasures your own desires it's not for the glory of god it's not to spread the kingdom of god and the gospel no nothing it's just because i want glorification and whatnot and that's why he says you ask amiss so i feel like your intentions plays a very 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 big part but we've only got one minute left on this pod like there's a lot more to talk about on this topic maybe like what is the will of god right definitely uh, and stuff like that I guess we're going to have to leave that for another pod, but you know what? We've given them enough gems for today. Um, what did we even talk about today? We talked about, um,
1: saving soul. are you
2: saving souls for God or for your church? Are you inviting people to God or winning souls for God or inviting people for Sunday services? And in a nutshell, prosperity gospel in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. Is it the will of God to be prosperous?
2: Oof, that's an interesting question. Sure. All right, cool. Who's going, clo- going to close the prayer for today?
1: you take it away Beth. <laughs> Is, that what
0: I did? <laughs> Is that what we're doing
2: it's calm it's calm all right cool um my god in the name of the lord jesus christ we thank you for allowing us to conduct this pod we pray that whoever listens to this may be blessed that if there's anybody that was struggling with any issue um needed help with anything my god that even if it was just one thing that we said that it may have blessed them i present our lives and everybody surrounding this pod into your hands and we determine that our listeners will continue to be blessed and that they may come to know you for those who don't know you um and for those who know you to grow in their love for you so we commit this pod into your hands in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray amen amen
1: amen, amen.
0: six foot signing you out
1: for part two bye T signed out.
0: it's the best has left the family.